It is the fast lane on 101 ESPN. So uh, last night, the Canadians are leading in shots on goal like 13, 14 minutes into the game, 11 nothing. I said, to hell with this. Oh, <laughs> were you so, just done with it, or you just upset, infuriated? Right. I was. Uh, then I come back midway through the second period, and oh, you got a lead, and they're winning. And you were at the game, right? I was at the game, and uh, with about seven, I think it was seventeen oh three into the game, they finally got their first shot on goal, and the entire building with a Bronx cheer. <laughs> it was amazing. Field. I don't know if you could tell on television. I don't know if you could hear that, but the, the entire crowd. And then they they finished. I think the the period with like ten shots. Seven to ten shots, somewhere in that range. So it took them the final three minutes to get their first shot on goal, and then it was a barrage. You heard from John Kelly on FS Midwest. You heard from Mike Yo, and you also heard from Blues goalie Carter Hutton. And let's just say it, Carter Blues goalie, the Blues goalie is Carter Hutton. Carter Hutton? Yeah, stopped 33 shots, six straight start. He stopped 94 of 96 over his past three starts for a 979 save percentage. He has been absolutely magnificent, and... As we sit here right now on uh, uh, January 31th of 2018, he's the Blues goalie. Randy, I'm not a hockey expert, all right? I trust my eyes. My eyes have been telling me Carter Hutton is really good. But what what I want to do is I want to ask a hockey expert. Hockey expert, what do you do with the goalie situation for the Blues? DeMarco was an expert. At yep. hockey, you ride the hot guy. He's hot as can be right now. He's your guy. And, and that's not to say that Jake Allen can't be the guy again. It's not to say that his future is not bright and he could lead you on a parade one day. It's saying that day is not to next game. No, <laughs> it's not. That, that, that day is uh, next time you have an opportunity, you got a chance to go. Carter Hutton has been fantastic. Uh, even in games where, I mean, there have been situations like any goal, you get hung out to dry. He stands on his head at times. Like, he has just been very, very good. He's got all the confidence in the world. And... And uh, if you're the Blues and if you're playing in front of mm-hmm. them, that's the guy you want in right now. Like, if you asked everybody to a man, like, not to the uh, to the media because they'll say all the right things. You just ask each individual, like, honest opinion. Who do you want in goal? The answer is going to be Carter Hutton Even right now. if you present it to Jake Allen and you say, well, who's leading the NHL in goals against average? Carter Hutton at 1.70. Who's leading the NHL in save percentage? Carter Hutton at 945. He's got the key stats. How it, it doesn't matter what team he's on. Maybe Vegas because Flurry is behind him, just behind him in both so categories, and he's got the Stanley Cup championships to go along with it. But pretty much any other team in the NHL, Carter Hutton would be doing exactly what he's doing for the Blues right now. And I guess so hot. We do not really know whether or not what he's doing now is what he'll do for the rest of the year, but I guess you just kind of have to stick with it at this point because he continues to do it every time they give him the opportunity over the last several weeks. I mean, this is a it is still to me a really interesting situation. I don't think it's as simple as, well, he's the guy now and he's the guy long term because you still have a guy who just about mm, six weeks ago you thought was the guy maybe two months ago you thought was the guy going back to yeah. last year. So I, I don't know if you could just completely dismiss a dude who's 27 That's years old. why I say as we sit here on January 31st, Carter Hutton is the guy. Yeah, and look, the this team, and hopefully with Jaden Schwartz back in the fold, things start falling back into place. And I think that we all kind of know it might take a minute for everybody to get back uh, in the swing of things with him back. But this team is not scoring at a torrid pace. Their power play, even though they got one last night, their power play is not good. So you need something to be great on your team right now. That greatness is coming from Carter Hutton. And it looks like 
Barbashev has found what he brought last year and had lost in training camp and the early part of this season. Great to see Patrick Berglund come up with a tally. Tage Thompson is a revelation. Alexander Steen is on a run that I didn't think he could go on again, even though it was an empty netter. He's putting up points. It was a big empty netter, too. Yeah, he, like, mm-hmm. That was a position where they, they still had some time, and obviously they had numbers right there, and he was able to get it done. Barbashev just looks like he's comfortable yep. now. Confident. Like a, yeah, like a, a comfortable is the wrong word, because comfortable can be a bad thing. Confidence sure. is a good thing, and he's playing with it. Yep. Here's Mike Yo. He went down, um, and we told him, basically, you know, that – uh, that we need him to get back. We 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 were counting on him, and uh, and we believe that he would. And uh, we told him to take advantage of the opportunity to, to to gain your confidence, to find your game, and uh, and he's done that. And since he's come back, he certainly looks like a different player. Um, I like the fact that during the bye week he went down and played again, and I think that uh, you know it shows that uh, that he's confident right now, and and uh, and certainly aggressive in his game. Well, the Blues need the scoring any way they can get it, right? Because if you go back to last season, and I, I, I thought that it was sort of unfair for the team to to expect of Barbashev and PRV and all the guys they had to call up in the middle of the season to inject some life into a team that was, was kind of floundering at the time, but they did it. And you're hoping to get more of what you saw from Barbashev last season. They need the scoring. I think that's, mm-hmm. I, I know BT said it a moment ago that they need the goaltending to be great right now because they're not scoring. I don't think you can live like that for very long. It's awesome to have an elite goaltender and somebody you know you every single night you're going to feel really comfortable about him being out there, but they have to score to win. It's, it's, it's better to have it's balance. It's got to get better. Absolutely. That balance is coming, It can't Randy. just be one thing yeah. or the other. And the Blues now will start on their dad's trip, which is very cool. That's one of the coolest things. That, yeah. Like I wish that, that something like that happened when I was playing. Yeah, That's a that, really cool idea. It's a great idea. And Who doesn't want to play great in front of Dad, you know? Exactly. The Blues head east. They're in Boston tomorrow night and then Buffalo on Saturday. And because of the way the division is and things don't seem to change, you just have to keep winning. Winnipeg started their 10 game. So you, have, you play 82 games in the NHL. They've got a 10-game homestand. Take a look. Just go to WinnipegJets.com and go to their schedule tab. And I thought it was a mistake yesterday when I started looking at February. The, the whole month of February is at home for Winnipeg. It's crazy. But Winnipeg leads the division. They've got a three-point lead over the Blues and Nashville. And then uh, the, the, those two at 65 points. Then Dallas with 60 and Minnesota with 59. So the Blues and everybody in the division needs to keep on winning. And there's the, no time. Like There's no time to have that lapse like the Blues had. They or, had you, can't, their laps. you can't have a couple of them. And, that's the, and Randy, you mentioned it before uh, it even started. Uh, just again. The schedule should be more advantageous for them. You shouldn't. Uh, ha- you don't have to worry about all the back-to-backs and playing all these games in a week. It's more normal now, so maybe it gets them a chance to get into their normal game, be who they are. They've got their crew. They've got Schwartz back. But you got to start scoring, and hopefully Carter Hutton continues to be great. Normal rest days too. You're finally back at something like that. And if if I have this correct, I don't think for the rest of the year, Randy Brad, I don't think they play at home on another Saturday. The Blues? The Blues. For the rest of the season, it's there rack. are no more Saturday home games. Wow. It's a little mad, isn't, isn't it? Great. Yeah, especially for somebody who has a weekend plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that fun's over. <laughs> well, uh, hope you enjoyed it, Randy. Yeah, no Just wait for the playoffs it. now. And uh, Nicheville, by the way, uh, after uh, they will uh, play tomorrow in L.A., then, uh, I'm sorry, they host L.A., then they host the Rangers. And then next week, they have a four-game week all on the road at the Islanders at Toronto. 
at Ottawa and at Montreal. And now the Predators start playing the schedule that the Blues played in November and December with tons of games compressed into a short amount of time. Yeah, and that has to the, affect them, right? Uh, I would think so, absolutely. Speaking of the Predators, by the way, does Mike Fisher hate Kerry Underwood and just Evan wants to come back to playing? Mm. I don't get it. I mean, you've got a cake gig here. Mama's making tons well, of money. You can follow her around. Yeah, but um, here, here's the problem. Hmm? She could very easily trade up. She could. She could. I think I think he needs to, to so be she current. Wanted, she wanted a current yeah. player. There's an old adage in society that for every beautiful woman, there's yeah, a guy yeah, out there that doesn't right. want to spend any time with her. Something so you know like that. Yeah. 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 It's very similar. I don't know to if that's that. the case. With Mike Fisher. I think he just still had the issue to go play some puck, you know? just throwing it out there. Yeah, he's going to be playing in the Olympics. Might as well. Yeah, might as well go throw a stick around somewhere. Yeah, be Roger Clemens. Yeah. Wait, what does that mean? Hmm. But but if he does not play, you know, she could could very easily say, you know what? Uh, I like guys who are working. True. I don't don't like the unemployed. Well, he's only got, I don't know, the rest of this year probably. Yeah. Mm. 37. Maybe he can start singing. He could probably go with Yager. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. Coming up, Alex Smith is now a Washington Redskin. And Kirk Kirk Cousins doesn't. He's on the loose as a free agent coming up in March. That's all next on 101 ESPN. I, you know what? I, I didn't see that coming at all. Uh, they're pretty awesome. Though. I like that. <laughs> and I the song's like playing, and I still didn't see it the coming. The genius of um, Michael Ryder. That was uh, Trey Wingo on Golic and Wingo here on, here on 101 ESPN. So the uh, Kansas City Chiefs were the best team in the NFL, and the, uh, I think the word was that the number two team wasn't even close, yet they saw fit to trade their quarterback. Kind of weird. I think it makes all... I'm looking looking forward to uh, Sunday in Minneapolis when the Chiefs take on... Who are they playing? Uh, Oh, the Chiefs are playing... No, wait. Oh, no, Randy, things went wrong. Oh, after a few weeks. Weren't they the best team in the NFL? Early. That was early in the season. I don't remember... Now, I know. I don't remember this. <laughs> no, they did. They had so it they all. They didn't make the Super Bowl. No, okay. no. Oh. Uh, so they won't have to worry about Alex Smith or out Patrick Mahomes uh, this year. And as much as I like to make fun of Meat uh, and, uh, and his Chiefs, uh, this is a smart move for yes. the Chiefs to be able to uh, get out of the Alex Smith contract. You only have one more year left, but you get to usher in the future. Then you get a talented player and a, a pick in return. This makes all the sense in the world. And honestly, like right now, where you're at, where the Redskins are right now, and we'll talk about maybe two years ago in a second, but right now, this deal makes sense for them also. You might as well get a quarterback who takes care of the football. You put a good cast around him, which they do have over there, and you like your chances. You had no chance of signing Kirk Cousins to a long-term deal. You obviously had no want to sign Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins to a, a long-term deal. So you get a quarterback and then this uh, this just the domino is going to fall now. It also sounds like the Cleveland Browns may have actually offered something a little bit better um, to Washington in order to, to or excuse me, to Kansas City to make that happen, although that's not what wound up happening here. But I think what's what's kind of fascinating about this is all the time leading up to it. And I think it was just yesterday or earlier yesterday, Kirk Cousins is on a bunch of shows and they're asking him about his mm-hmm. future. And he's like, you know, I don't really know what I want to do. And I think he and Smith may have either appeared together on one show or just back to back. And then just a few hours later, here's the result. 
So I, I think it's a good move for everybody. This will be fine for the Redskins, but it's got to be awkward if you're Kirk Cousins at the moment, don't you think? Yeah. At least somewhat? I, I have to believe that at some level, because he turned on some pretty good offers from Washington over the years, yeah. he didn't feel like it was the fit. And when ESPN and uh, Coach Venturi was on with Bernie and Michelle this morning and made the point, Coach Venturi, as you know, uh, worked with John Gruden on the uh, – Fired, coach, fired football coaches of America uh, thing. And he said that Washington was never fully in on Kirk Cousins, even though they, they kept him around on those one-year deals. Yeah. And obviously Jay Gruden is John Gruden's brother. so He made coach, about $40 million from them over his time, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, I think even more than that. But the Redskins were never all in on him, and evidently they are on Alex Smith. So he'll find a place. And by the way, Kansas City gets a nice slot cornerback in Kendall Fuller, and they get a third-round draft choice back in return. And Smith will be fine in Washington if they can get their running game going. He's a, a fine game manager. And I thought last year was his most aggressive year throwing the ball down the field. Well, I think that's what has to happen when you've got a guy behind you that can throw the ball about 80 yards down the field if he wants to in Patrick Mahomes. And um, I would guarantee that it, that at least inspired some of the way he played this past season because he, he's got to know that there's a guy directly behind him, that everybody wants to have the job. And, in fact, they got to the middle of the season this past year, and there was a lot of rumbling about that. Where there's maybe they should make the a season. It's like, oh, hell, throw Mahomes in there. And then he started off great, and then things during the middle of the year did not work out well for him, and people were starting to say, and, and the chorus was loud, maybe they should make the quarterback switch right now and get the other guy in there. Mm-hmm. So I think when there's that fear of somebody behind you that can do something you are known to not be able to do, well, you better try. I'll and learn. it did work for him for a while. No, it did, it did for sure. So I really do think this is going to be good for him, and ultimately it's going to be good for Cousins. Wherever yeah. he ends up, I've got a feeling that you're uh, – is he the president? What's Bruce Allen over there? Yeah, president. President. Uh, I bet the president, wherever you go, whatever team you land with as a free agent, I bet he'll know your name. I bet he won't call yeah. you Kurt the entire time. That's true. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it got bad over there. They didn't know that. They were even throwing out when they weren't signing him to this long-term deal. They kept saying, oh, well, his numbers, look at these numbers instead of that. Like, you had your own organization disparaging what you're doing while you're on the team. It's just a bad dynamic over there. It wasn't going to fit. It was never going to work for him. Rick Venturi, where do you think Kirk Cousins could land? Probably, you know, a place like Denver, uh, uh, Michelle, you know, I, I, I think probably a place like Denver. I haven't given it really uh, a lot of thought. You know, you're exactly right. There's going to be people lined up. You know, there are as many as, and I, I don't, I do the quarterbacks last because with Andrew Luck here, uh, despite his issues, uh, I do the draft and then I do the quarterbacks before I get ready. But there are, you know, five guys, you know, forecasted to go in that first round. So, you know, that'll have an effect. Um, you know, he's also, he would be a guy, I think, possibly with the Jets. Um, Jeremy Bates has taken over their offense. He's very much the West Coast uh, program type guy, uh, do it by the numbers, and that's kind of what Cousins is to me. And so, you know, you look at the Jets, you look at the Broncos, you know, those are, to me, potential landing spots. Rick Venturi this morning on the Bernie Miklas Show here on 101 ESPN. So Smith off to Washington, Cousins off to free agency, and Mahomes off to the starting line. I got one more random one, and I haven't seen this on too many lists yet. What do you think about the Giants as a landing spot? 
for Kirk Cousins. They're, they're drafting, what are they, drafting second, yeah. I think, in the draft? They have talked up Eli so much, yeah. though. It'd be really, that, that'd be a bad PR move. Think of how much, how the fans reacted when Eli was they were benched. so pissed off. So if they would cut him, can you imagine? <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes, I could. I think it's more likely he ends up with the Jets than the Giants. I, New York would be an interesting yep. place for him. Either way, it wasn't going to work out for him in Washington, so I guess good for that guy. Coming up, the Blues are hot. We're going to talk about what they're doing right with 16-year NHL veteran and Stanley Cup champ Alex Tangay. The NHL Network analyst is next in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. In his time in the NHL between 1999 and 2016, Alex Tangay, primarily with Colorado and Calgary, was one of the best players in the NHL. And now he is with NHL Network. You can watch Alex on NHL tonight coming up at 5 o'clock. Plus, NHL Network's February game schedule includes 17 games throughout the month. Visit NHLNetwork.com for your local channel listings. Alex Tangay with us now on the Lufia's Kia Celebrity Line. Alex with Brad Thompson and Chris Ranji. This is Randy Carricker. Thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing good. Good. Well, the, the Blues, as we saw, had a little bit of a lull. What do you think of what you're seeing right now from the St. Louis Blues? Well, I'm excited, Bill, by what I see of the St. Louis Blues. There's only one problem with the St. Louis Blues is the division that they play in. I think the Central Division is so competitive for me. You look at, at the standings right now, I mean, there's there's not a whole lot of room, you know, to move. The the Nashville Predators, the Winnipeg Jets are going to be battling for first place, even with the St. You know, Louis Blues. And then you've got the Dallas Stars, Minnesota, Colorado, that's bunched together. And the last place team in the division is a team by the name of the Chicago Blackhawks. You guys might have heard of them in Chicago, so I'm not I'm not sure that they're out of it just yet. So, I mean, it's it's a very good situation in the Saint in St. Louis. Their defense is very solid. The, the goaltending Carter Hutton is doing the job. Jake Allen needs to find his game a little bit. But for me, when I look at this team, is is offensively how well they're going to play offensively. Shen was a great addition to that team, having Schwartz now back into the lineup, looking healthy. Tarasenko, we know what he can provide, but can the rest of the team bring enough, you know, enough depth in the playoff to be able to go for a deep run? Alex, you mentioned the goaltending, and obviously this was something uh, the last couple of weeks that had been a difficult decision, I'm sure, for Mike Yo. Now this decision has gotten a little bit easier the way that Carter Hutton is playing, uh, but I wonder uh, inside the locker room, and I'll ask you a perfect example, if uh, everybody knows Allen is the number one, and he is supposed to be the guy. Uh, but uh, do you think that guys side on, hey, he, it's supposed to be his job, or side on, hey, Carter Hutton is going to give us two point, or a chance for two points every night? How do the players react to something like that? Well, that, that's a good question. But for me, the players in the NHL, they all, they're all they all very competitive. They all know that Carter Hutton, whether you're the first goaltender or you're the second goaltender or whatever you want to call him, 1A or 1B in that instance, Carter Hutton has been giving them a chance to win on a nightly basis. And as a player, when you play in front of him, you know that he's got your back. So you're not too worried about who's back there. Jake Allen has done so well for this team, for this franchise. You look at the way he played last year, late in the season, into the playoff when Mike Heal took over as as the coach. And, and I'm curious to see if they're not giving a little bit more time now to Jake Allen to work on his craft. Sometimes when you kind of lose confidence and you're not playing as well as you'd like to, you know, you have to go back to the basic, work on some stuff, build that confidence. And that confidence, sometimes it starts in practice, having the luxury of having Marty Brodeur as, as an assistant GM. If I were Jake Allen, I would go and, and have lunch with him. What do you think? You know, what do you think I should do? What is my positioning? What do you think, you know, that give him, to help him give him tips as, as 
for him to get back to the level that he had been playing at. So for me, when I look at the St. Louis Blues goaltending situation, Carter Hutton is playing so well that I don't believe it's a factor as to what, what or how far this team will go in the playoffs. So for the team, in regard to Jake Allen, how do you find the balance between we want to, we believe you're the future for us, we think you're the number one starting goaltender, so we want to help you along mentally, but at the same time, this is the NHL and you better get it done. Where is the balance between that for them? Well, I think that for the players, the players will be highly supportive of him because you're, it's a teammate and it's a guy that, you know, you want, you want him to play at his best because you feel, and everybody, you know, knows that in St. Louis. When Jake Allen and Carter Hutton play at their best, probably Jake Allen's got more abilities, you know, as, as far as, as being the best goaltender. But right now, it's not working out for him. So, and as far as the team is concerned, you know, Doug Armstrong, Mike Yo, what they want, even Marty Berdur and that, especially in that instance, because it's about the goaltending position, is they want Jake Allen to be the player that they think he could be. Right now he's struggling. He's struggling with confidence. He's struggling with positioning. And, and you see that it's affected his game mentally because you see a little mental error in his game. So they just want him to clean up, work on his stuff. They will give him the time. They will give him the resources. And if he does that, he should be just fine. NHL Network's Alex Tange with us in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. And Alex, in your first three years in the league, you played on Colorado teams that made deep runs into the playoffs. You won the Stanley Cup in 2001. You played on teams that didn't have a ton of success. You you played on non-playoff teams. Aside from talent, what is the difference in your mind between those teams that make the deep playoff runs or win a Stanley Cup and the teams that don't last long in the playoffs? What should the Blues be trying to accomplish aside from talent? I don't think that it has anything to do with talent for the Blues. Yes, you know, you look at the Blues, is that are they going to have that top-end guy, that, that Patrick Kane that you guys have seen over the course of the years in, in St. Louis beating you in the playoffs or, or having, you know, being that that guy that steps up, that comes to the forefront. You think of the teams that have won the Stanley Cup. You look at Pittsburgh the last couple of years. Crosby and Malkin, Malkin came to the forefront. For me, when I look at the Blues, who has to come to the forefront? I mean, Schwartz has to come to the forefront, and Tarasenko has to come to the forefront. Certainly on defense, Pietrangelo and Perenko will have to be one of those guys. You know, same thing with Edmondson. They will have to play a key role as part as part of the Blues winning or going deep into the playoff. But the one thing that I need to see more from the St. Louis Blues in the playoff is desperation. This is their window opportunity is now with the quality of players that they have, with the team that they have, the fan base. I mean, it's just outstanding in St. Louis. So they have to have that desperation. Sometimes in the playoff, it's not so much about talent. It's not so much about, um, you know, who's got, you know, the highest payroll. It's about who wants it the most. And when I look at the St. Louis Blues, it's certainly going to be difficult because they play in a very tough division. But if they're desperate, if they outwork, and if they want it more than the other team, certainly for me, they're a Stanley Cup contender. Alex, maybe the answer to this question is also desperation. But when you look at the Blues, and uh, I will say it's been better here recently, but the power play has been a problem for them throughout the year. I think they're 25th in the league right now. When you look at good power plays, and obviously the personnel has something to do with it, but what characteristics do you see? Like, What should the Blues be doing on their power play? Well, that's an interesting question because every team, you, you've got to utilize the players for their best asset. You look at the tools that the St. Louis Blues have, they have Perenko, who's got one of the best one-timer shots 
in the whole NHL. So that you use that kind of in like an Ovechkin position for me where, you know, you have to have the defender stretch the box out towards him because you don't want him to release that big shot, that heavy bomb that he possesses from the side. And then other things that you have to do in order to get the defensive box to move, you have to either move a bodies, so meaning like the defenseman get the puck at the top of the blue line, moves it side to side, or moving the puck rapidly. So let's say Tarasenko attack, he puts it down low. You have to get movement from the box. And when I look at their power play, it's a little stagnant for me. It's not moving as much as it should, and that's, you know that's not on the personnel. That's that has to be you know coming from the dressing room, saying from the coaching staff, saying, "Hey, let's make the puck move. Let's force the the box to open up a little bit." The players have all the skills in the world. I believe in that power play. Tarasenko is as good a shooter as you can find. Same thing with Perenko. Pietrangelo can run the power play from the point. Stasny, Schwartz, those are all guys that have played power play their whole life that can make it work. It's just a question of how they're doing it right now. And for me, they just need a little bit more movement. Well, it's something we've been talking about for months, and I know the team has been talking about it for months. So you would think if they if they know what to do, it would be an easy fix. But why does it seem to not be one? Well, I, that's a good question. We're obviously not in the dressing room, but for me, it just comes down to confidence. And sometimes, you know, you'll score one easy one. Maybe Tarasenko shoots one from the wall, and then all of a sudden the floodgates will open. It's a game that... As you guys know, any kind of sport is played mostly mental. I mean, it's a mental game where you have to feel good, feel confident about what you're trying to do, how you're trying to accomplish it. And right now they're questioning themselves a little bit on the power play. Once they start and if they start scoring a little bit, the confidence will grow. And then from there, you'll see where they'll be. They'll play up to the level of skill that they possess on that power play. Alex Tangue, we love your work on NHL Network. We'll be tuned in at 5 for NHL tonight. Thanks for taking some time with us today. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure. See you later. That is Alex Tangue, won the Stanley Cup with the Colorado Avalanche back in 2001 and had a tremendous career and real good insight there as to what the Blues need to do to succeed on the power play and to win in the playoffs. All I took from that was they're going to win the cup if they get it together. Well, they got to play with desperation. Desperation, eh? that's the biggest thing. 60 minutes. Hashtag desperation. So LGBT is one of the hashtags, mm-hmm. obviously. Let's go Blues, Tarasenko. And then desperation. It's got to be the new one. Let's get that trending. Hashtag desperation. LGBTD. Yes, I guess. Well, yeah. LGBT desperation. Oh, that's a long hashtag. How it's long okay. can a hashtag be? As long as you want. Oh, yeah. It could you be can, you can do 280, 280 characters. 79 characters. You can really do whatever right. you want. Oh, yeah. I got to tweet more. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't uh, hashtag sentences, though. It's too much. Is it? It's a little It's a little. Because you can't do spaces on a hashtag. Because then you have to like, problem. okay, where was the space? Okay, was it is? Or, all right, I see. All right, good It's call. too much. Who knew that hope is what is keeping you, Darvish, from signing a new free agent deal? I did. That's next in your Hot Topics of the Day on 101 ESPN. Cool. Coming up, we want to hear from you with your mic drop on your 101 Sports app or call 314-656-6101. We've all got bad things to say about Commissioner Roger Goodell, and we want to hear them from you. But when you call in 314-656-6101 or use your mic drop on the 101 Sports app, you can say something bad about Roger Goodell, but you have to say two nice things Ooh, first. That's hard. So that's kind of therapeutic, actually. Yeah. Because it's good. We, we, we yeah. don't want, always want to tear people down. We also like to build them up. Like, for example, if I said, uh, meat is the worst speller ever. 
It's horrible. Like he's really bad mm-hmm. at, at spelling stuff and his typos. It's probably his fat fingers. That was way more than one mean thing. Uh, but he's a joy to be around daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, friendly uh, sort. And yes, uh, and. He uh, he's great at eating barbecue. Oh, he's so good Those at are that. Two nice things, he's but, jolly. But uh, with all due respect to you, yes. uh, he does have balloon animals for hands. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that's that's Not the true. problem. Now, now uh, say two nice things. Oh, so that's how this game works. We got to build people oh. up while we tear them down. If oh, it, if it wasn't for that darn Tommy John, next week Valentine's Day. Brad Thompson would probably be saying, yeah, I'm getting ready for my last year of Major League Baseball, and I'm going to go into radio. Happy birthday, BT. Oh, thanks. Yeah, happy birthday. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate uh, 36, it. 36, right? 36. So that's, this is about the time where pitchers announce their retirement or think about it or something like Must that. Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. I was thinking about it long before. Yeah. I did it long before, but yes. <laughs> and that was the plan, to keep playing while I'm 36 or so. <laughs> I know. Best laid plans, you know. It happens. You never know. You, you've got to be pliable. You never know what's going to happen. You've been able to adjust in life. Adapt and adjust. That's, yeah, what that's you exactly do. right. I'd rather be good at what I'm doing currently than what I used to do, I guess. And by the way, 36 is a serious number. It really is. That's what yeah. I've heard. That's what uh, Jay-Z wrote a song, something like that. Uh, 36 is the new 30 20. Is the new, uh, 40 is the new 30. It's 36 is the new 20. Oh, is that it? This year it is. How about that? Is a serious number. number. There you go. Plus a thumb yeah. uh, Alex Smith traded to the Washington Redskins for cornerback Kendall Fuller and a third-round pick. Uh, I, I saw some funny tweets from Kendall Fuller, and it was before, like when the trade was announced, uh, but the like players weren't. And he tweeted, he's like, I'm safe, y'all. I'm still here. And then, <laughs> and then it comes out that he's not. And uh, you, have you guys seen that uh, on Twitter? It's the uh, the Homer Simpson coming out of the bush and goes back into it. Yes. Me after me after I was tweeting. Great meme use. Yeah. In all seriousness, excited to uh, join the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Very nice. By the way, other uh, serious football news: When Chris Long signed with Philadelphia this offseason, he was reunited, as we mentioned, with Ken Flagel, who was the defensive coordinator here. Now he's a linebackers coach in Philly, and Flagel and Long. Uh, as Chris is wont to do, had some friendly banter. And Ken Flagel said, hey, if we go to the Super Bowl and win, I'll, uh, Long said to Flagel, if we go to the Super Bowl and win, I'll put a tattoo of your face on my body. I said, okay, Chris, you better be careful now because you never know how these things turn sometimes. Well, if the Eagles win on Sunday, Chris Long is prepared to put Ken Flagel's face somewhere on his body. Why? Why, why would that be the bet that you come up with? And what is the flip well, side of it? Does Ken Flagel have to do anything? No. But all of those tattoos that Chris has, nobody will notice Ken Flagel in there. It's probably true. What if you're, like, really examining? It's like, oh, man, that's a really cool piece here. It looks like a, you know, some sort of a tribal mm-hmm. thing. Nice. Oh, my God, what is that man that has yeah. no hair doing on him? Yeah. Now, Long has decided where the tattoo is going to be other than a place that won't see the light of day. He said, man, I'm just going to hide his ugly mug. I don't know where it's going to be, but we've got to worry about winning the game first. I hope he gets that tattoo then. Yeah, me too. If you won't be able to see it, that's going to hurt. That spot in your body is really painful. It is. Your cheeks? I wouldn't do it there. Uh, No, I thought you were. Oh, it's not going to be Where are you going to put it? Yeah, you know. Like He's got a big head. Yeah, (laughs) perfect. Uh, we have Billiken basketball tonight I mean, here on 101 ESPN. We're off early. We've got like a turn Bang! and turn plus, turn turn and something. Uh, we're <laughs> off at 545. Math. Yeah, I hate that. Stupid. Uh, but the Billikens <laughs> well, are playing at St. Joe's in PHA. Oh, yeah. So they're excited in Philly. 
I'm sure they about are. The about the St. Joe's game tonight. Oh, the, I think so, for sure. The, it's a the nice Pelicans appetizer. they going to get going at some point, right? Like in a couple of years? Uh, three? They're in some three? trouble now. I would say that that's so, a possibility. All right. I was excited for this year. Still a fun game to go to. Oh, yeah, it's kind of like a... Uh, the Billiken game? Yeah, they're awesome. It's like yeah, an indoor fun. soccer game. They're just rotating six players. I'm tired, coach. Too bad, son. <laughs> We've got nobody else. Yeah, Go get them. Stay there. Playing time, right? So that's good. And Adonis Enriquez apparently is going to go play some pro ball. Uh, so that's Lithuania? I don't know if it's Lithuania. but he's... For Coach Ball? No, he's not going to play for LeVar. Oh, it's hard to crack that team. Yeah. So well, I guess... Did he have – so that's what I didn't understand about the suspension since it was – this wasn't NCAA suspension, right? So could he right. have transferred somewhere else and played? Yeah. Or is he just out of eligibility once this hit? Like why just go play pro ball if you could just go I, transfer well, to another school? because he's already sat out one year because he transferred here. Right. And then he'd have to sit out another year to transfer somewhere else. Unless Slew would give him his unconditional release, but they wanted to suspend him. They're getting their pound of flesh. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, hopefully he uh, does well if, in fact, he didn't do anything really wrong. Yeah, really. I don't know. Like th- These ones are really hard to, like, oh, you want to root for the guy, and you hear multiple stories uh, different ways, but you can't pick a side. So either way, I just hope slew basketball starts getting better. Yeah. We're going to have to probably wait a bit. Yeah, I know. I know. A few years. If you have patience. I do. I mean, I got, I'm got. i not going anywhere. Yeah. Did you guys hear something? Am I going no, 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 maybe. Right, and Henrique has, no, by the way, altered the, altered the bio on his Instagram account to say? say that he is a professional basketball player. Paul oh, and so get that's, check yet. That's all we know. We don't. Maybe he will play for Lavar. Who knows? Be so great. I'd watch. No, on what channel? Though? Is that on the Ocho? Is that ESPN eight? Yep. All right. Bold move, Cotton. Mike Fisher like coming to forfeit. <laughs> uh, Mike Fisher coming out of retirement to join the Nashville Predators. The Blues are back in action tomorrow night, trying to extend their winning streak. Oh, and I, did, I need Boston. to make a correction because okay. I'm stupid. Uh, there is one more Saturday home game, March 17th, which is St. Patrick's Day against the Rangers. If so, the Blues will produce a green St. Louis Blues cap, I will purchase it. Why would they not? I don't know. They kind of have to. I hope. Well, I mean, that, I'd, that would I'd be, be a mistake. On that too. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll buy one. St. Patty's Day finds itself on my Mount Rushmore so, of holidays. Yep. So, if you're with the Blues, uh, send an email, Randy at 101sports.com, or uh, you can send me a text if you have my number. I got a feeling. Well, just throw that. Well, out you know, there. There are, you're going to get a lot of emails. There are yeah, three right. of us here. Actually, there are five of us here, Randy. Well, they can join us on Twitter, can't they? Sure. Maybe they all at Chris Ranji. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, caps for everybody. Caps for the whole crew. Right. That's, that's what we're talking about. about. That. And finally. Even though I teased it first, Andy McCullough of the LA Times says his understanding is that free agent starter Hugh Darvish would like to return to the Doyers. Darvish hasn't signed with the team yet because he's waiting to see if the Doyers can free up some payroll space to add him while staying below the luxury tax threshold of $197 million. So they need to move Matt Kemp. So here is my problem with Major League Baseball right now. We have uh, we have a bunch of teams that are rebuilding. They're dumping salary. They're not trying to add big pieces. They won't even sniff this threshold. And then we have the quote-unquote big spenders, the markets, New York, both L.A. teams that are saying we are not going over this $197 million. So basically, without having a hard cap, you have a hard cap because yep. your guys aren't going over it. You only have a finite amount of teams now that can even sign some of these guys. That's a problem that Major League Baseball finds itself in right now. I don't know how they fix it, but it's a problem it's for a these cap. free agents. Right. It, it essentially is. And, and that uh, Dodgers team, the Yankees team that 
can go over the cap and do a lot of times over that luxury threshold, they can afford it. They can afford mm-hmm. the worst penalties. And the fact they're trying to roll that back while Major League Baseball is right now doing better financially than it has ever done. And uh, as I've said before, I and I will stick with this, I'm, I'm very much on the player's side here. They're not getting a big enough chunk of the pie. Neither are we. That is absolutely true. What do we do about that? I don't know. Who do we talk to? He's got pie. We got guys. By the way, I got cupcakes. Thanks to shout out to Joan, Randy. Oh for yeah, bringing in cupcakes uh, for those me. Those are uh, yeah, the mini uh, cheesecakes. They're things. delicious. How did Joan even know it was his birthday? Well, I, I inform. Joan actually made these cupcakes for me on her birthday, which was yesterday. Really random. Uh, there's not too many of us in this room. Yeah. Uh, but two of our wives had birthdays yesterday. My wife yesterday and Randy's wife really? yesterday. Yeah. And then BT today. Yeah. And okay, Randy, so, uh, but Randy's wife made me cupcakes on her birthday. So no pressure, so thanks, Raj, but I got to find a lady. What was the date? January thirtieth. January thirtieth. Yeah. That's yeah. that's gonna be hard to do. Ah. I'll see what I can do. You've waited this long. Yeah. You'll I, find well, her. Hey, you know what? You'll find her when I'm sixty. Uh, at Chris Ranji, if you're a female, uh, between the age range of well, what what is it? Nineteen. I don't. And... I don't have a range. Yeah. Just an adult. Yeah. By an the adult. way, uh, you know the Blues coach played in Houston for a long time. Getting back to our last story, if. Darvish would have been like a big star there, and he would have been a big fan of Darvish and said, you know, I'm going to name his my son after him. We would have you, yo. That was good, Randy. Was we it? sure Thank would. You. Yeah. No, let's support be, our friends. It's not, his, it's not his birthday. You don't have to. Be an easy autograph to sign. You, yo. Yeah. Uh, and Fox got the Thursday night NFL package. Oh, so they're, so they're doing this again. Six years, right? Five, five, five yeah. years, okay. Five years, three bill, mm, six hundred million a year. Football's not dying. <laughs> yeah, and I saw on Twitter, <laughs> <Billion. Yeah. laughs> uh, I, I saw on Twitter that, hey, uh, Cal. and I don't know if it's been finalized, <laughs> that Joe and Troy are only going to do the good games. <laughs> well, is, so is, then is they're not working. Fine print. <laughs> yeah. So they're not yeah. working then. Well, you never they're, know. Uh, they're like two a year. They'll yeah. Actually, them, man. It, you know what's funny is that this past season, they're at, they're, they're happened to be, and the Raiders were involved in one. I forgot. Uh, did they play the Chiefs, maybe? I think it was that, that game. Right. Um, there were a few pretty good ones this yeah, past they were, they year. There rarely some. are. Yeah. But so, still, it doesn't mean it's a good idea. Yeah. There you have your hot topics of the day. Next up, one listener will challenge me in the 4 o'clock fight. That's coming your way next on 101 ESPN.